Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 86. Hey, this is Michael Roderick from Small Pond Enterprises. And if you want to grow your relationship capital, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chapel. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Michael Roderick. Michael is the founder of Small Pond Enterprises, a company that works at the intersection of relationship building and thought leadership. He helps thoughtful givers become thought leaders using the same methodology that helped him go from being a high school English teacher to a Broadway producer in under two years. He's also the founder of ConnectorCon, a conference for connectors and the co-host of the podcast, Access 
to anyone. Michael, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and take just a quick second, expound on that intro a tad and tell us what you're most excited about right now. Sure, sure. So as you can probably tell, I've lived about 17 different lives at this point, worked on a lot of <laughs> a lot of different things. And really what I've always been most interested in is doing a much, much deeper dive into this sort of world of connecting and connectors. So the thing that I'm uh, most excited about is that intersection between relationship building and thought leadership. And what I've found is that a lot of the time connectors fall into two categories. They're either people who are always helping everybody else, but they kind of end up behind the scenes, or they're people that we see as thought leaders who really are out there and putting their ideas out there and out into the world. So what I'm super excited about now is being able to start to dig into those ideas and being able to help people figure out how to move from sort of one side of the equation to the other. Yeah. Do you think that there is a right and wrong way or do you think that it's just a good idea to try to intersect those more often or what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a great question. I don't think that there is a right or wrong way. One of the things that I am very, very bullish on is staying away from absolutes. I really think that it's more about giving people frameworks and having them implement those frameworks in their own way. So I think that there are some people who they love to actually stay behind the scenes and that makes them happy. And that's sort of where they are and what they enjoy. And then I think there are other people who are actually frustrated with being behind the scenes and want to put their stuff out there. They have certain ideas that they want to put out into the world. And a lot of the time, the challenge for those people is that they're not often asking for the things that they want or taking the time to actually do the work themselves in who do they want to be and what do they want to be in the world. Interesting. Interesting. So now let's take a little bit of a deep dive into that story because there's one line in that intro that if you're (laughs) listening, I'm sure probably caught you off guard a little bit. And that is that you went from being a high school English teacher to a Broadway producer in under two years. How? How did that happen? Walk (laughs) us through that whole process, Michael. Sure. So yes, that's probably one of the things I get asked about very often. And what I would say is the most important part of that journey was I studied the industry and I looked at the thing that nobody else was doing. So in Broadway, the way it works is you raise money to become a Broadway producer. And when you raise a certain amount of money, you get a credit on a show. You either get your name above the title or you get your name next to other producers. So what I noticed was that a lot of my colleagues at the time were really focused on going to other producers and saying, I want credit. And what I decided to do was go to producers and say, I'm actually not interested in credit. I just want to get better at raising money. So I ended up getting a lot more deal flow because I wasn't really pushing to have my name on anything. So I got a chance to practice that process. And because I was so good at helping those producers attain their success, helping them solve their problems, I was offered a producing credit significantly faster than a lot of other producers. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people 
even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, imagine that. You gave a lot and then it came back to you. <laughs> Crazy. <That's it. laughs> yeah, which really brings us a natural transition into talking about networking because this obviously is Built Your Network podcast where we that's really the bulk of what we like to talk about here. So let's just go ahead and dive right into that conversation. And because I'm interested to hear a lot of your answers for all of this, and this is the question I ask everybody to get the conversation headed in that direction. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important, Michael, and why? I believe that both are incredibly important. I don't think one sort of goes over the other. I think that you taking the time to learn from other people is one of the things that will help you become successful in relationship building. And that will inform who you get to know. Because the more that you study the people around you and the more that you start to understand the things that work for them and and help them, the easier it is to figure out who to connect them to. And then they'll want to connect you to people who are similar. So I'm a very, very firm believer in the fact that people who sort of just push towards making connections with influencers or sort of pushing the idea of going for the people who are at the top of the hierarchy is the way to success. I'm a very firm believer in that not being the case. I think that some of the most influential and most powerful people are often the ones who do not put themselves very far out in the spotlight and are not seen as influencers in the traditional sense, but actually are able to really make some major things happen. Mm -hmm. And those people you only get to know if you develop real relationships. You take the time to really get to know somebody and understand them as opposed to looking at their job title or looking at kind of where they are. So what would be like the guiding principle for you there, Michael? Like when you're trying to quote unquote network and quote unquote build relationships, what's like the main principle that you focus on in order to make it a real genuine connection with somebody? 
Sure. So I really pay attention to the type of person that I'm dealing with. And I basically break it down into four categories. And pretty much every person I meet is in one of these four categories in that first meeting. And some people will change categories over time. And it's just A, B, C, and D. So my A's are my advocates. And these are the people who I can tell that they are just as invested and interested in what it is that I'm doing and what it is that I'm working on as whatever their goals are, whatever their projects are. And they're very thoughtful and they want to help you. They want to support you. Your Bs are your boomerangs who are a little more transactional in nature and a little more networky as opposed to being connectors, which is more about sort of helping people succeed. And your Cs are your celebrities. And these are the folks who many times others are reaching out, trying to connect with those people, trying to meet those types of people. And the Ds are the drains. And these are the people who are at a point in their life where they can't really think about anything else other than asking. So they're in such a high state of need that really your interaction with them is going to be mainly them telling you about what they need. And one of the things that I want to make really clear, because I think this comes up a lot, is people sort of see that last category as, oh, well, that's the energy those are the takers, those are the bad people. And I love to point out the fact that we have all had to be a drain at some point in our lives because we've all had times where we were in such a high state of pain, we really could only receive at that time. We really were having a lot of trouble thinking about others and all those different types of things. So I think it's important to understand that there are some times where folks are not going to be able to be as conscious and as thoughtful in their giving because there are other things going on in their lives. Hmm. I love that ABCD thing. Is that something that you picked up somewhere? Where did you start hearing that? We're talking about that. So basically, over time, I started to notice just very specific patterns. So I built that framework for myself. I started to say, okay, how would I break this down? And how would I make it easy for others to understand it? Because that's a big part of my work is all about thinking, how do I make something accessible? How do I make something easy for others to understand? So that's where that came from. I started saying, okay, well, what are the categories that I'm encountering? And then I said, okay, how would I break down those categories? And then I realized ABCD is very easy to remember. So all I needed to do was come up with a title that attached to each of those letters based on the type of individual that I was encountering. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. And then I think taking a step back and analyzing the relationships in your life and then putting them in different categories will really, really give you some clarity too moving forward on which relationships to invest more time in and which ones to invest less time in and how to kind of navigate the relationships in your life. So really, really good stuff there, Michael. So tell us about a time specifically in your life, a, a story of this person that you met who introduced you to this person, to that person, to that person, to that person that led you to this big opportunity, just something like that. Sure. I had a friend who was in PR and basically we had gotten to know each other really well. And she introduced me to another friend of hers who at the time was living in, I think it was Taipei. And we had this really, really great Skype conversation about relationship building and about that process. And it was very, very early on in terms of just a lot of the theories and the frameworks that I was developing. I was still in the process of building a lot of this stuff out, but he was really fascinated with my content and the material. So he said to me, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to accomplish right now? And what I did was I said, you know, right now, I think that I have some very 
good information. I think I've developed some interesting, interesting material, and I'm really looking for ways to put that on a larger platform and to make that happen. And what he did was he introduced me to my first podcast interview, which I had no idea that I was going to. And on that interview, I thought I was being introduced to the host as just like, hey, let's get to know each other. And I get on the call and the host talks to me for maybe a couple of seconds. And then it's like, I am so excited. This is going to be a great interview. (laughs) And all of a sudden, here I was, you know, first podcast interview. And honestly, that show that I did the interview on, The Unmistakable Creative, led me to meet the host of that show, Srini Rao, and then go to a major event that he had hosted called The Instigator Experience. And I just ended up meeting a ton of amazing people as a result of that particular experience. Wow. Wow. It's a pretty incredible story. So looking back, like in retrospect, without those encounters happening in your life, how far behind where you are right now do you think that you would be if you didn't try to really focus on doing this kind of thing on purpose? I think I would probably still be very far behind because in the initial stages of any kind of business or any kind of process, you really only need two things to get to whatever the next level is. And that's people and platforms. And ultimately, what ended up happening was I was introduced to a platform very, very early. And my content was out there in a much, much bigger way very, very early. So I was meeting a lot of people that I probably wouldn't have met being part of just the sort of standard New York networking world. I was definitely going to those breakfast meetings in the morning and having the coffee one-on-ones and things like that and not meeting anybody who was significantly at a higher level than me. So looking back, I think if that hadn't happened, who knows how far behind I'd probably be at this point. Yeah. So I like to ask that question. I know it's super hypothetical. There's no way to really know, but I like to ask it because it just provides a lot of perspective for people when they're looking back and they're just like, oh man, you know, that's interesting because I think I would be way, way, way farther behind than I am right now. And I just want everybody to listen to that and think about why this is such an important activity, why you should double down on really on purpose growing your network this year in 2018 or whenever you're listening to this. And so why do you think with it being so important, Michael, why do you think that a lot of people just don't do it? I think it becomes one of those things that you just put aside because you know it matters, but it doesn't matter in the immediate. So I actually wrote about this the other day. When I was a director, one of the things that we used to deal with all the time was transitions in between scenes. And basically, you would have to figure out, okay, between these two scenes, the couch needs to move off the stage, this chair needs to move in another direction. So you'd actually have to rehearse those transitions. You'd have to get those actors to figure out where are you going to put that chair, where are you going to put that table, etc., and actually run that and rehearse that side of things. And a lot of the time, relationship building for many people is in that transition category. You're going out there, you're trying to grow your business, you're going out there, you're trying to sell. So for a lot of people, they ignore that other piece because it's not the immediate thing. It's not the main scene. In many cases, relationship building for a lot of people in their life is the transition. Huh. Can you kind of expound on that just a little bit more? Sure. So basically, if you are 
focused, let's say, on growing your business and you're trying to sell something, mm -hmm. most of the time what you're going to do is you are going to take every interaction as if that interaction is a sale. And whoever you're going to meet, you're going to instantly try to either sell your product mm -hmm. or try to convince them to get somebody else to sell the product. And as a result, you're going to miss out on actually building a relationship like with people and really understand yeah. exactly and really mm -hmm. understanding who they are. And that's the thing. Most people, when they're thinking about growing their business, they're so focused, especially if they're at the beginning, they're so focused on closing those deals and making things happen that they have, I like to refer to it as asking blinders, right? Where you are just so obsessed with getting the things that you want that you're blind to the fact that other people are there and yeah, that they actually right. need something. I've had meetings like that where I call them steamroller meetings where I'm basically, you know, Bruce Willis in the sixth sense. I'm just sitting there and they're going through their entire pitch or their entire marketing presentation <laughs> or whatever. They haven't asked me one word right, <laughs> about right. here or, or what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I get those at least a few times a week on Facebook and messages and Instagram and people that just literally reach out and then just start pitching. You know, it's just like, who are you? What do you do again? What am I being pitched right now? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So then what do you think? Obviously that's one extreme, right? And the other extreme would be not networking at all. So you have like, I call him networking Ned, the guy that just does everything wrong and does it the yes. wrong way. And you know, 3000 hot <laughs> off the press business cards to throw in people's faces and pitching his product and not building relationships. So you have networking net, but you also have the guy that doesn't network at all because he's scared of becoming networking Ned. What's the balance? Where does that balance fall? Sure. So the way I always frame it is that you have to have a balance for yourself between the giving and the asking. So one of the dangers is that somebody will hear, oh, well, just give without expectation of return and just help people and the universe will reward you. And you have all these people who end up connection rich and cash poor because all they do is run around trying to give, trying to do like all these things for all these other people yeah. in the hopes that this reciprocity will just sort of magically appear. You know, mm -hmm. they worship this God of reciprocity. And ultimately, you have to have a balance between between giving and asking. So if you're helping people, supporting people, you also have to make sure that you are taking the time to educate others about what it is that you need and make sure that they understand that you have needs because there are people who, if you're always giving, if you're always helping them, if you're always solving their problems, one of two things happen. They either start to believe that you have no needs. So they think, well, if you're able to give to me all the time, why would you actually need anything? Yeah. Or they get to a point where I've written about this before, where it's like they feel like it's almost like credit card debt. Right? They start to feel like, oh my God, you've given so many things to me. I don't know how I can possibly pay you back. Huh. So they start to avoid you because they're like, I just can't make it happen. So you've yeah. got to give them that like opportunity. Because of how much you've given. Exactly. And you've got to give them that opportunity to start paying off some of that debt if they're freaking out about it. Otherwise, right. it's going to damage the relationship. Yeah, I love that because exactly what you're just saying, there's a lot of people in this space that talk about giving without expecting anything. And I'm one of them. I think that that should be the demeanor. That should be the attitude that you have going into it. But that doesn't mean that you can't have an ask, 
right? So like mm-hmm. giving without expecting to receive something in return and still being able to go in for an ask once you've deposited enough in that relationship, I think that is still something that's totally fine. But I think a lot of people get so bogged down in the give without expecting anything in return that they never ask anything of the people that they give stuff to. And exactly what you said, they end up relationship rich and cash poor because they never go in for that ask. So if somebody's out there that's doing that right now, what would your advice to them be? Yeah. So first, identify who your advocates are. Figure out who really believes in what it is that you do, who has given to you and helped you and supported you and said that they want to support you and go to those people and don't say, can you send me a referral or I need clients or something, you know, direct because it's not going to work. Say to them, this is the challenge that I'm having. Do you have any ideas? Give them the opportunity to use their creativity to solve your problem because you limit the things you get in life when you limit other people's creativity. If you try to say to somebody, hey, I want this or I'm looking for that and you're super specific and direct, what's going to happen is they're going to either just say yes or no. Right. But if you say this is the challenge, this is the struggle that I'm dealing with and I'm curious if you have any thoughts or any ways that this could possibly be solved, they may come up with something that you had no idea was actually going to solve your problem much, much faster or be a much, much bigger opportunity for you. Right. And I think that gives people the ability to choose to be helpful in the situation instead of feeling like they're being forced to be helpful. Does that make sense? I yeah. Like if, you, it, if you ask for like totally one specific does. thing, they're, they're kind of almost like, oh, you're cashing in now type thing. But if it's just, <laughs> yes. like, hey, I have this problem. How would you solve that? Then it's more like, okay, well, let's chat about that. Like, here's some advice that I would give you. Here's a way that I would go about that in that situation. Here's a, a person that I know that might be able to help you better with that because I'm not really sure about that. I think that that's a much, much better way to approach that. So fantastic, fantastic stuff here, bro. I'm sure we could talk about this for a really long time. For people <laughs> listening to the show, I say that a lot, but it's because I really could. You know, like I don't tell anybody that, that I don't truly mean that. So if you're listening, don't be like, oh, you say that all the time. So understand <laughs> that this is the conversations that I really, really enjoy. So I appreciate you coming on, Michael. So let's go ahead and move on to the last segment here called the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Sure. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Ooh, (laughs) that's a really interesting one. Oh, man. Well, I've never been a college professor. And I think that would be kind of a fascinating sort of shift because I have taught and I love teaching, but I've never done it at that level. So that would be really interesting, I think. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Ooh, (laughs) man, these are good. Ziggler. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I've always been really, really fascinated with his ability to tie the whole sort of side of sales together with like being a good person where like that doesn't often happen. Not not being like spammy and like annoying. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. How do you like to consume content, books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? It really ends up being a mix. I definitely read a ton, but I also listen to shows whenever there's something that I'm really kind of interested in digging deeper into, or if a friend of mine's being interviewed, you know, or if I'm going to be on a show, I definitely listen to episodes, kind of get a sense of who they are, what they're doing. 
so yeah, so I would say mostly books and podcasts, but every once in a while I, I will read an article or two, especially if it's coming to me via email. What is a book that you've read recently that you would recommend? I'm going to go with Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. Ah, I just picked uh, up that book, actually. Oh, man, it's just like, it's just fascinating. She's got a lot of really interesting case study type writings in there and a lot of just like actionable stuff, which I really appreciate. I think that there's so much in the book space that telling people to chop down the tree, but not giving them an X. Right. And I just love, uh, you know, just a bunch of fluff uh, and nonsense without any real data. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I really like her implementation (laughs) sort of element exactly of her stuff. So yeah. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. It has varied, but I would say for the past couple of weeks, I used to do a nighttime routine more so than a morning routine. And Mm -hmm. recently I switched over to morning routine. So my morning routine now is a fairly early wake up, probably around like five or five thirty, going to a coffee shop, writing my daily email, and then digging into some of the tasks for the day. And I meditate twice a day and it lands in different parts of the morning. Sometimes it happens right at the very beginning. Sometimes it happens a little bit after I've started some other stuff. Awesome. Awesome. What is your go-to pump-up song? Probably anything from Hamilton. I love just like finding a track from that and just like just really kind of jamming out to that and thinking about that. What are you not very good at? I would say I am still working a lot on getting better at saying no. I'm better than I used to be. I used to be the type of person who would pretty much never say no and always end up kind of overburdened. But I still do struggle with doing it enough and not sort of being like, oh, well, no, I could probably squeeze that thing in, you know, or squeeze the next thing in. So that is something that I'm always constantly working on. Perfect. Was well, to get everything wrapped up here, Michael, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? My website is smallpondenterprises.com. And if folks go on there, there's a download called Hang With Your Heroes, where I kind of break down some of the things that I've learned about just developing relationships when you have people that you admire and sort of what's the psychology behind that and what that process is. And then people are invited from there to join my daily email, where I just kind of riff on a lot of different relationship building topics and business building topics and stuff like that. Awesome. So smallpondenterprises.com. Uh, we'll go ahead and link to that in the show notes. Head over there, check out everything that Michael's putting out. I know he's got a lot of great content. Michael, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, really had a fantastic time chatting with you, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you uh, asking some very, very deep questions about this topic because a lot of the time it's, you get a lot of surface stuff when it comes to relationship building. So I appreciate you taking the time to go a bit deeper and try some different angles on these things. Thanks a lot, man. My pleasure. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.